One more time. We're starting the Mishnah. B'shem Hashem Naseh V'Natsliach. Bet Shemai Omrim Ba'erev Kol Adam Yateh V'Kirah. Bet Shemai says, every evening a person has to lie down when you say Kirat Shema. Or walk in the morning, Ya'amod, you have to stand. Shene'emad, or B'shok B'chab Komecha. It says, when you lay down and when you get up. Bet Yedel Omrim Bet Yedel says, Kol Adam Korek Ederko. Everyone can read any way he wants. Shene'emad, Bolech Tchab Aderech. It says, you go on the way. On the way, any way you want. Just like you go on the way, you can go any way you want. So too, when you say Kirat Shema, say it any way you want. Lying or standing. If so, what do they do with the words lay down and get up? How does Bet Hillel deal with those words? So we explain that's referring to the time when people lay down or the time when people get up, which means that according to Bet Shemai, the words laying down and get up are referring to how to say Kirat Shema. You must say it laying down, you must say it standing up. According to Beit Hillel, it's not referring to how to say it, rather it's referring to when to say it. And Blech Chabaterech was telling you how to say it, meaning say it any way you want. And we have a story, I was going on the road and I lay down to lie, to read like Shemai. I was in danger because thieves came over to him. They told him, you deserved to get what you got, because you did not follow Betilel, who the majority follows like we always follow Betilel. We understand They explain their reason and they explain my reason. Ella. So why does Betchamai go like Betilel? Betilel has two Pesukim that he's using. will tell you. If it really was talking about Times it should tell you What does it mean when you lie down when you get up? At a time when a guy lies down, you have to actually lie down too. At the time when you lie down, you have to lay down. It's telling you both things at once. Now the Gemara says, okay, that's cool. But what does he do with the words? According to Bet Yilel, he used and Blech Tchavaderech. But according to Bet Shemai, what's Blech Tchavaderech coming to teach you? We need that for the following Brayta. To teach you about Osek V'Mitzvah. When Bishok V'Mitzvah teaches you coming to exclude a person who's busy doing a mitzvah. Only when you're sitting in your house you have to say Shema. But if you were doing a mitzvah, you don't have to say Kirat Shema. It's coming to exclude a chatan. A chatan is not doing his own thing. He's getting married, doing the will of Hashem. He's not, as opposed to Lecht Chabaderech, is referring to a guy who's doing his own thing. Here we, we learned if a person gets married to a bitula, a girl who was never married before, patur, he's patur from saying Kirat Shema. But if you marry an Amana who was already married, and therefore it does not take as much, it does not take as much of your time to figure out how to um, marry her and uh, to figure out the proper way to marry her, then Yechayaf. My mashma, how do you see? Amara papa, ki derech, like a road. Ma derech, just like a road. The shoot is optional. You don't have to go on any particular road. Av kol the shoot. So too, doing the mitzvah is of kirat shema is the shoot. So the Gemara says, mi lo askinu de kazil devar mitzvah, vafilu achi amara achmana lekri. 
says the Gemara challenges that. Who told you that lecht chabaderech means that it's talking about an optional activity? When people go on the roads, they also do mandatory activities like mitzvah. So the Gemara is saying, my mashma, how do you see? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Well, I'm at the last one line is im about twelve lines down in the, on your alpha alf. Im can if so lechtov rachmana b'shevet ubelechet. It should say when you lay when you lay and when you go, when you sit and when you go. My b'shiftecha. What does it mean b'shiftecha when you sit? Ubelechtecha and when you go b'shevet idach when you're doing your sitting. Ubelechtecha when you're doing your going, meaning your own up personal going, but not Hashem's going, not a mitzvah. But if you're doing a mitzvah, patarta, then you're patur. If so, even when you marry an amana, also, you're doing a mitzvah. Marrying an amana is also a mitzvah. It might not be hard, but it is a mitzvah. Says This guy is busy. The guy who marries a betula is busy. The guy who marries uh, Almana is not busy because he knows it's going to be smooth to be able to marry her. She won't be in pain and he won't be, he has no trouble getting his ma'aseh mitzvah done. If it's because of the trouble, why does it have to be a guy who marries a betula? What if a guy has a, a ship that's in trouble at sea and he's nervous about it? He's also tarud. Is he also patur from a mitzvah? Maybe you'll answer me, yeah, that's right. If a guy's got troubles, um, guy's got troubles with business, he's also patur from Gerat Shema. How could it be? If it's true that anyone with troubles is patur, how come Rabbi Abba Bar Zabda said in the name of Rav that Avel Chayav and all the Mitzvot are in the Torah? Except for Tifilin, which Avel is patur for, because it says about Tifilin that they are a crown. So the only thing that Avel is patu is, is Tifilin, but he's chayav in all mitzvot, even though he's taru too. He's also in, in uh, mental distress. Says the Gemara, Hatam tarit tirdin mitzvah, hacha tirit shoot. Over there, the guy who's worried about doing the mitzvah of marrying the girl is worried about a tirda de mitzvah, a trouble of a mitzvah. Hacha, but over here, tarit tirda de shoot. This guy with his ship, that's his own personal thing. And the avel also, even though, of course, it's a mitzvah to sit shiva, but not necessarily is it, is it a mitzvah to be tarit in it, to be nervous about it. That's his own optional item. And therefore, on optional items, you're not patur for shema. Only on mandatory items, you're patur. What does Bet Shemai do with this idea of Bet Hillel? The idea that you have to be busy with a mitzvah. If you look on the side of the page in the Hagaot Habach, it says that these words should be taken out of the Gemara. The words of Bet Shemai should be out. And what should be in is as follows. We start, we, Zemara says, Ubet Hillel Amri. What does Bet Hillel say? Because Bet Shemai just ended off with their explanation of what they do with Belech Techabaderech. They're using it to exclude a person who is busy with a mitzvah. 
than a person who's patur mitzvah. So we want to know now, Bet Yilil, how do they know that a person who's doing a mitzvah is patur mitzvah? Says the Gemara, Amri We learned that anyway, because we see that Afilu Baderech Nami says Rashi, Nihi Nami It's true what you're saying, Bet Shamai, that it's coming to exclude a chatan, but we also see, by the way, from the fact that telling you you're going on the way you have to read, we learn also that we also could learn both things. We could learn the fact that a chatan is patur, and from the actual words that that a person who's walking along the way. Is Chayav and Shema, we learned that you could read any way you want and you don't have to lie down because the guy's walking along the way and he's saying Shema. So obviously, if he's walking along the way and he's saying Shema, you don't have to, uh, you don't have to do it any particular way. Okay, we are now at the two dots in the middle of the page. Tanur Abanan, Betelen Omim Omdim Vikorim. Whether you're standing, whether you're sitting, whether you're lying, or whether you're going on the road, whether you're working along the path, no matter what it is, you're allowed to say Kerat Shema. There was a story of Rabbi Ishmael, Rabbi they were lying in one place. Rabbi Ishmael was leaning, and Rabbi Ezer, was standing. When the time of Kriyat Shema came, when the time of Kriyat Shema came, Rabbi Elazar decided, decided to lay down, and Rishmael stood up. Now we know that if they were sitting around, and then the time of Kriyat Shema came, it wasn't talking about Kriyat Shema of the morning, obviously. It was obviously talking about Kriyat Shema of the evening. So, Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah, who is the one who did like Beit Shammai, tells Rabbi Ishmael, Ishmael achi, imsholacha mashal l'madaraduem, mashal lechad shomim lo zekenecha mugdal. It's like somebody who they came to him and they said, you have a long beard, and he told them back, I did it just despite the other people. Ach, just despite the people who are mashchit, who use a, a razor on the beard. Ah, kachata, you're also trying to spite me. Because every time I was standing straight, the whole time, you were lying down. Now that I lay down, you're going to stand up? So, Rabbi Ishmael tells back, When I lay down, I followed Betelel. Excuse me. When I stood up, I followed Betelel. And you followed Bet Shemai to lie down. Not only that, and you might want to tell me, oh, well, I just lay down because that was handy at the time, or I want to just cover all my bases. But people will see you specifically lying down. And they're going to think the halachas like Bet Shemai. They always have to lie down. So you have to be careful that if you do this this chumrah-ish thing, which is not really chumrah because the is not like Bet Shemai, 
and you're going to lie down, you're going to cause trouble. So I specifically stood up in order to avoid that problem, and no one should see me lying down. And you went to lay down? My Velood, what does it mean? What's this extra thing that people might see? Maybe you'll answer me. Okay, so I lay down. Betilel also holds that you're allowed to lie down. He said you can do it any way you want. That's if you were lying and you got there. Betilel allows you to do it, lying down, because if you were lying before, you could stay lying. Right? But here, since till now you were standing, now you specifically lay down when you said, people will say, they're going to think you said, and therefore he's worried that the Tamidim will see, and they'll say, I, I was there and I saw him specifically lay down. They're not going to realize that he's just laying down because he's tired, or just laying down to cover all his bases. They're going to think the Allah is like that. And therefore, uh, Rabbi Ishmael tells him back, you're, you're the one making the mistake, not me. Tana Rabbi Yechazkel. Tana. Rabbi Yechazkel asa kedivre bet Shemai. Asa. Kedivre bet Hillel. Asa. According to Rabbi Yechazkel, you could follow bet Shemai if you want, and you could follow bet Hillel if you want. And he also says, Asa kedivre bet Shemai lo asav lo kum. He says, worse than that. He says, if you follow bet Shemai, you were not, you'll say the mitzvah. The rabbis take away the mitzvah from you when you specifically lie down to say Kirat Shema. How do we see a proof to that? Tetnan, we learn from the case of Sukkah. A guy who has his head and most of his body in the Sukkah, and his Shulchan is, out of the, is in the house, it's out of the Sukkah. So therefore, by the way, we're on the first wide line. So therefore, yes, he's in the Sukkah, he's in the Sukkah, and his whole body's in the Sukkah, but there's his shulchan is in the house. Now, there's two reasons for this. It could be the shulchan's in the house because your shulchan is so small that you don't fit a shulchan in it. That, that would be pasul sukkah because it's just too small a sukkah. But there's another reason that the rabbis are worried that maybe, that's, when the Gemara comes out, it's talking about two sukkot. Sukkah ketana, like we just said, and the sukkah gidola. Sukkah gidola means even though it's a big sukkah, but since the, sukkah, the, the shulchan's in the house, the rabbis are afraid that you'll lean over your, shul- your shulchan in order to avoid getting crumbs on your pants. You're going to lean over the shulchan, and when you lean over, your head will be out of the sukkah, and then you won't be able to... So the rabbi said, Bet Shemai says, it's pasul. Bet Shemai says, uh, such a sukkah is pasul. Bet there was a famous story. So, the people of Bet it's okay to sit in the sukkah that's very, very small, or a sukkah that the shulchan happens to be out, even though it's not small. Because the rabbis went to visit Rabbi Yochanan ben and they saw him with his head. And his and his body, most of his body in the sukkah, and his shulchan in the house. They said nothing to him, so that therefore it must be okay. And that's why the people of Bet Hillel say that we're right, because if they didn't say anything to Rabbi it must be okay. So Bet Shemai told them, "That's no proof. That's your proof." That's, you, you got the story wrong. You think they said nothing to him? They actually told him that if you, if you acted like this your whole life, you were never Yotzeh Sukkah. 
Now, when they say you were never your tesukah, of course, not every single time does a person lean after his table. So why would they say you're never your tesukah? We see that there's an idea that if a person does something that the rabbis feel like is halachically dangerous, like eating in a sukkah, eating hamotzi in a sukkah with your table out of the sukkah, it's halachically dangerous because if you f- stick your head out of the sukkah, you might end up eating out of the sukkah. So the rabbis say, a sukkah like that, we don't let you eat even if you don't stick your head out. And if you do eat there without sticking your head out, we're going to take away the mitzvah from you so you don't get in trouble. That's why they told him, if you sat in the sukkah like this, you're not Yotzeh forever. Similarly, in our case, if a guy follows Bet Shammai, the rabbis will also take away the mitzvah from you. And therefore, you'll never be Yotzeh. If you start lying down, since people will make a mistake, the rabbis will take away the mitzvah from you. That's according to Rev Yosef, as opposed to Tanya Rev Cheskel, who says you can do whatever you want. So we have two opinions what happens if you follow Bet Shemayi. Tanya Rebbe so far said, it's fine. Rabbi Yosef says, the rabbis take away the mitzvah from you just like they did by Yosukah. Here they take away the mitzvah from you. And we also have Rabbi Nachman Yitzchak. Rabbi Nachman Yitzchak says, Asak is Bet Shemayi, Chayav Mitah. Like we saw in the Mishnah. The Tanah, we learned the Mishnah, Amar Rabbi Tafon, Aniti, Baba Derech, I was going on the road, Veiteti, and I leaned Lekrot to read like Bet Shemai, I was dangerous because of robbers. I'm a so they told him back. You should have been in danger. So you see from our Mishnah, according to Menachem Yitzchak, that a person who follows Bet Shemai is actually Chayav Mita, or should, is Chayav a punishment. So three different opinions. Is saying you're fine. Rav Nachman Yitzchak says you're not Yotzei, but it doesn't say you have punishment. And finally, uh, Rav Nachman by Yitzchak, sorry, Rav Yosef says you're you're not Yotzei, but you're not you don't know punishment. And Rav Nachman Yitzchak says that you are not Yotzei and you deserve a punishment. Now the other two rabbis are not arguing on the Mishnah. There, uh, the the Tanya of Cheskel could argue on the Mishnah, but Rav Yosef is not arguing on the Mishnah. He's just saying He's saying the Mishnah where it says. That this rabbi got a punishment doesn't mean that everyone's got a punishment. Uh, w- w- the story of the rabbi is the story of the rabbi, but not necessarily does that mean that everyone deserves a punishment for following Bet Shemai, especially if Bet allows you to do it, according to that second opinion. Okay. We're now up to the Mishnah on the bottom of Yud Aleph Amun Aleph. Says the Mishnah, Bashahar in the morning, you make two berachot in Kiryat Shema. In the morning, meaning every morning you make the bracha of Yotzer Or and Habat Olam, and you make one bracha afterwards of Gal Yisrael. In the evening, when you say Kiryat Shema in Arbit, again you make the two first two before Yotzer Amelot and Ohevet Amo Yisrael, and afterwards you make two brachot, which is Gal Yisrael Hashkivenu. Achat Aruka, Gal Yisrael is a long one, and one is a short one, Hashkivenu is a short one. In a place where the rabbis say that you should have a very long that you should have a very long beracha and Rosh Hashanah you're not permitted to make a short one like I said if you if the rabbis tell you to make a short beracha and Rosh Hashanah you're not allowed to make a long beracha Lachton if the rabbis tell you to make a chatima which means to end a long beracha with the words Baruch Atah Hashem and Rosh Hashanah you're not you're not permitted to leave out the chatima and be yotzeh you're not going to be yotzeh if you leave out the chatima if the rabbis said to put it in if the rabbis tell you that you shouldn't end off with Baruch Atah Hashem whatever 
then you're not permitted to put the signature to put those words in. Says the Gemara on the bottom of Yud Alf, Amur Alf. My mashma, how do we see this? Amar of Yaakov, Amar of Oshia. If Yaakov says the name of Oshia, Yud said, Or Ubore Choshech. It says in the Pasuk that Hashem was Yud said, Or Ubore Choshech, and creates darkness. So, says the Gemara, why don't we say the words, Yud said, Or Ubore Noga? He creates light. And Bore Noga, Noga is not actually darkness. It's more like a fuzzier darkness. So the Mariah answers, no. We say what it says in the Pasuk. Since the Pasuk says, Yotzer Or, Ubore Choshech. So we also use the word in our Belachav, Kriyat Shema, we say Yotzer Or, Ubore Choshech. So the Gemara asks, what you're saying is true that we want to stick to the exact words of the Pasuk that we have in Yeshayah so then why don't we finish the end of the Pasuk because the end of the Pasuk says Ose shalom and we say Ose shalom why do we say we should say like the Pasuk says so the Gemara says Mi kaminan we don't say what it says in the Pasuk. It says in the Pasuk, evil. Why do we do that? Because we want to pick a nicer word. We don't want to say evil. So therefore we, picked it, we say, we say, so too by Let's say Noga, which is like a fuzzier term. It's less darkness. Which is Lishna Ma'ala, which is a nicer term. Ela, rather, Amarava. The reason why we say Yotzer Or Ubore Choshech is because Kedela Skir Midat Yom Balayla Umidat Layla Bayom. We want to mention the day at night, and we want to mention the night at the day. We don't want a person to be praying and just praying to Hashem and thinking about what's right in front of you. A deeper person is able to look right past and want to show Hashem that even while it's day, we appreciate night. And while it's night, we appreciate day. Ela midat yom balayla. Sorry, I skipped. We're at the star. Six lines down. First one line. Kedela skir midot yom balayla, umidat layla bayom. Now the Gemara asked on that answer. Oh, you want to mention each one? Let's see. I understand that you want to mention the night during the day. That's what we said. We mentioned night, during the day. But when you say that we also want to mention during the day, the Midah the, the of Hashem giving day at night, where do we see in the Barakah that we mention day during the night? Amar Abaya, Abaya says we do mention it when we say the words Golel Or We say Hashem rolls away the light from in front of the dark. So by saying rolling away the light, we're mentioning light during the nighttime, and therefore we did follow our rule of mentioning the opposite characteristic during the different time periods. And what does the other rabbi say? I'm sorry, not the other rabbi, the other Biracha, 
We just said the first bracha. Bracha v'yotzer or b'orachoshech. Now we want to know, okay, what's the second bracha? You told me there's two brachot before. You told me one of them. What's the second one? V'idach and the other bracha, ma'hi, what is it? Says the Gemara, Amar b'yehuda, Amar shmuel, avar abba, which for us is avat olam. V'chein or yivile, b'lazar, b'yibadat, avar abba. Also, Rabbi Lazar showed Rabbi Dat, his son, that the Belecha should be, when he asked him what it was, he said, it's Arabah, he showed him that it's Arabah. Tanya Namiach, we have a brighter that supports this, that it's, that it's Arabah. And we have Arabah Olam, El Arabah. You don't say Arabah Olam, rather you say Arabah. But Rabbi Nanami, but the rabbis say Arabah Olam. V'chenu Omer, V'ahavta, V'ahav, Vat olam avticha. I love you forever. Alken meshachtich chesed. That's why I pulled you for kindness. And therefore, avat rabbah is the other bracha. Says the Gemara, Amar Vira Meshmul, Hashkim l'shanot ad shelo karakirat shema, tzarich levarech. If you got up to learn, before you learn before you say Kirat Shema, you have to make Berkat Torah. Mishikirat but once you said Kirat Shema in your Tefilot, now you no longer have to make a Baracha of Kirat Shema. Because you already Yotze when you said Abat Olam or Avaraba, you're already Yotze. And since you're already Yotze, you would not make Berkat Torah. Because Abat Olam is the type of Baracha that is talking about the Torah. So therefore, when you read it, according to this rabbi, it's a default being Yotzeh Berkat Torah. So if you said Berkat Torah, so of course, the fact that you said this one is default is not important. But if you did not say it yet, then this could be your default Berkat Torah. You could avoid saying, He says, if you said Avat Olam, when it comes to reading Mikra, which is Pesukim, he still has to make a bracha. But the Midrash, in Tzirich Lavarech. Rabbi Lazar Omer, the Mikra, the Midrash, Tzirich Lavarech, the Mishnah, in Tzirich Lavarech. Heruchon Amar, Av the Mishnah, Nami Tzirich Lavarech. Avil Talmud, in Tzirich Lavarech. According to Rabbi Yochanan, you have to make a melech of a Mishnah also, but not for Talmud. But Rav Amarav says, Av Talmud, you have to make a melech of a Talmud also. Dhamma Bechir Barashi, Simon Sayyid many times, have a community made the Rav, I was in front of Rav, the Tanui Pekin to learn our Perek Besefra, in Sefra, to be Rav, in front of Rav. He would get up and wash his hands. And make a bracha. And then he would tell me the parak that he was learning. So therefore, you see that you have to make bracha to Torah before you do that. So we see that a person must make bracha to Torah no matter what you're learning, even Talmud. You have to, for, 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 because of Rav's statement as well as because of the story. 
Says the Gemara, we're in the middle of the daf. The first one line is Pirkin on daf Yud Aleph Amur Bet. What is Birkat Torah? Amar Bihuda Amar Shmuel Asher Kishan Mustav Tzivanu LaAsok B'Tevet Torah. This is the Berachad Ashkenazim say. Rav Yochanan Mesayim Ba Hachi. Rav Yochanan Yud End the Berachad like this. Harev Na Hashem Melkin Tevet Torah. If you don't make it sweet in our hearts. And make it sweet in the mouths of all the Jewish people. That us and our descendants and the descendants of all the people of Beit Yisrael know your names and do you do your Torah. Blessed you Hashem who teaches Torah to Bnei Yisrael. It's interesting that it's Hashem who teaches us the Torah. We think we're teaching ourselves the Torah, or the rabbis teach the Torah. Torah is really not. Understandable to any person without Hashem teaching it us. According to Ramnuna, what we're supposed to thank Hashem for is that you selected us from all the other nations and you gave us the Torah. So the three Berachot, the first one is La Asok, the fact that we're able to be involved in the Torah. The second one is that Hashem makes it sweet. And the third Berakha is that we are the only ones who have it, the exclusivity of the Jews to Torah. And Rabbi Mnuna says, says, This last one that we're exclusive is actually the Mi'ula, that is the uh, premiere of the three Berachot. Hilkach Lemiru therefore we end up saying all three Berachot. Okay, now we'll review today's daf. We started off with the Mishnah, with the opinions of Bet Shammai and Bet Hillel. Bet Shammai says that you have to do it in the Basukah Beshoch Bechab Kumecha is coming to teach you how to say Kiryat Shema. Bet Hillel teaches you that it's coming to tell you when to say Kiryat Shema. And the story that the rabbi, Rabbi Tafon, got in danger for following Bet Shammai. Then we explained what is the reason of Bet, Sh- Bet Shammai, and we explained that according to Bet Shammai, Chudah said, Baboketu Ba'erev, and therefore they explained, B'shoch B'kumecha is coming to teach you not only the time, but also it's coming to teach you how to say it as well. Then we have what Bet Hillel, how Bet Hillel knows that Achatan is Patur, and we said that Betelah knows the Chatan is from the Memela, which means, by the way, once we see the word say, going on the road, that means that you do not have to lay down. We have the story of the rabbis who did the opposite of what each one, what, what the other one was doing, Rishmael and Rabbeinah and Rabbi Elizabeth got upset at Rishmael for going against him and being just to spite him. And Rabbi Elizabeth told him back, I, I did it in order that no one should learn from me. Because people who see you, they you're doing what you're doing to lie down when you say Shema in order to follow Bet Shammai just to cover all your bases. But really, people are going to learn from you. They're going to think you have to follow Bet Shammai in the future. And then we had three different opinions of what happens when you follow Bet Shammai? Well, one opinion said that if you follow Bet Shammai, it's okay, because Bet is okay with that. One opinion said that the Chachamim take away the mitzvah from you, like we see from the story of the Sukkah, the proof from Sukkah. And the third opinion was the Echayab Mita, like we see a proof from our Mishnah. 
Finally, we have a brand new Mishnah, which tells you what the Berachot of Kriyat Shema are. There are two before and one afterwards. And uh, in the Arbit, there's two before and two afterwards. Hashkiven was added to Arbit. Then we asked, what are the two Berachot? And we mentioned that the first Beracha is Yotzer Oborachoshech. And we asked, why do you say such a strong Beracha? Why don't you say... Oh, Noga instead of Choshech, we said no. We want to keep the language of the of the of the pasuk. We said, well, it can't be that you want to keep the language of the pasuk because you changed it when it came to Bore Ra. He said Bore Takol. So the Mara changes. The Mara says no. The reason why we said Bore Choshech is because we wanted to mention Lila during the day and we wanted to mention Yom during the Lila, and we said. Um, where do we mention during the day? Where do we mention night? Where, I'm sorry, during the night. Where do we mention it? Golal Orbim Rechoshech is mentioning the day. Golal Orbim Rechoshech is mentioning the day during the night. Um, what's the second beracha? Second beracha. We had a machlok. At some rabbi said it was Avar Two rabbis said Avar and then the Rabbanan, the Chachamim said it was Abat Olam. Right. Um, we didn't point that out before, but yes, that was what the Svaradim say is what the Chachamim say, and uh, the Ashkenazim say what the majority opinions say, which is Avarabba. Now, uh, then we mentioned that a person who forgot to say Bekat Torah could replace it with Abat Olam, and then we started mentioning what is, what do you have to say Bekat Torah for? In other words, if you wake up in the morning, if you want to learn if you want to read, you have to say Kirat Torah, but not Mishnah. Then another Rabbi says, no, Mishnah, you have to say not Gemara. Then finally, another Rabbi says that everything needs Birkat Torah before you learn in the morning. And we had a question, what is Birkat Torah? We had three different opinions, La Sokhpetuvet Torah, and then we said Vaharevna, and the last one was Asher Baharbanu, and we say all of them, and the last one, Asher Baharbanu, is the best. Baruch Hashem Le'olam, Amen Amen. I'm sorry for the choppiness. We're traveling and it's a little hard to do it. I can't wait to come back and teach you guys in person.